0: How are y'all doing? I'm Paul Ryan, your host of the Across the Cowboys podcast. This podcast is part of the Across the Board Sports Podcast family. If you're new to the show, thank you for joining us. And to our regular listeners, welcome back. With me, as always, is my co-host, the greatest co-host in the world, Mike the Pig Crumb. Mike, how are you?
1: I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm ready. I'm one day away. One you're more ocean, sleep, right? <laughs> and I'm headed to Disneyland.
0: This, is, this has to be an exciting week for you, right?
1: Yeah, man, it's my it's it's my place. That's my spot. I mean, you guys you guys can see behind me the Disneyland stuff. All there's me as a little kid way up there. If you see it and then all the names in Disneyland and all I'm Disneyland. My, my sweatshirts, Pixar, like I'm uh, that's my spot. So I'm going to go there. I'm going to spend a shit ton of money and I am want to take these guys on a great trip.
0: So I'm curious, Mike, do you have a routine or every year you go, is it something different or is it like, do you go and you buy all the merchandise you want and make sure to put it in the car, you don't have to keep up with it and then go ride the rides and enjoy the rest of the day? What's your routine there?
1: Okay. So the routine is always the opening rides. That's because it's less busy. So you get on the rides. Then what happens is I'm not trying to waste everybody else's time while I shop. Like I go a lot. So for the people that I'm going with this time, they don't want to, to be honest, they'll shop. When we get there the first day, we're not going to the park tomorrow. So they'll go through and do their shopping then, whatever they want to grab. And they might go through a store when it's busy, but they don't want to shop. So I'm going to take them and make it a ride trip because that's really what it is for them, Uh is rides. So... We're gonna go on. Uh, we're gonna go on uh, uh, all the rides early while it's not busy, and then we will. Uh, you know, I'll shop when when they want to and it's busy, or when they go back to the hotel, they'll I'll shop. I just got a phone notification. I'm gonna tell them I'm on the podcast, but um, my routine is pretty clear. Go on rides, get food when they're hungry, shop when they're not around.
0: So, no, yeah, I do have them. Now uh I, if I understand correctly, Disneyland has multiple parks, correct?
1: Yes, they have California Adventure and they have Disneyland, the actual Disneyland park. Okay. First day we're in Disneyland. Disneyland has Star Wars Land, and then all the lands you know Frontier, Tomorrowland, Fantasyland, all that is in is in Disneyland. California has Pixar pier. They have uh Marvel land, which is called Avengers campus. And then they have eh, whatever the other ones are called where soaring is it's like grizzly, the grizzly trail and everything. Yeah. So day one, we're at Disneyland day two, we're at California. My birthday is day three and we're, uh, and we're going to go to both parks. So I'm going to upgrade to a park hopper. We'll start in California because if you go to California early, you can get through all every ride by like one o'clock and then you can have, yeah. If you want now, when you're there the whole day, it's fine because it's actually cool to see the Incredicoaster at night, go on guardians at night. Like it's really, they set it up to where it's a different experience during the day and night. So it's cool to be there the whole day. You're not bored or anything, but preferably I like to do California in the morning By noon to one o'clock, you've gone on every ride and then you can go to the other park and the other park is more accommodating to the wheelchair that I bring. Uh, It's, you know, you can use your fast passes more, your wheelchair, your single riders. So even though it's busier, there's ways around that at the other park. So I like to start at California and then go to Disneyland at night.
0: So if you're there for like three or four days, could you, could you get through every park?
1: If you have me, yeah. If you if you have somebody there like me that knows the rhythm of the park is what I call it, and when to do stuff, when to see shows, what parade to watch, when to you know eat, you know uh, how to use your passes. You can go on everything in in you can go for two full days, and I can get you on basically every ride, and get you to see the shows. It's nice to have a third day. Just you know, so you don't have to rush so much. Yeah, yeah. You know, whatever you miss one day, you could do the next. You know, stuff like that. But if you have, if you have like a gu- guide, somebody that knows the park, you could smash it one day. Each park would work.
0: Well, you know, Mike. One thing that's got me excited about your trip to Disneyland is all your churro pics that you're going to be posting on Twitter. Let the people know where they can find you there.
1: At CD Piglet, guys. Letter C, letter D, Piglet. Nice and easy. Guys, I'm Paul
0: Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan15. Well, Mike, this is a big week for you. As we've discussed, you're going to you're going to Disneyland. Your birth, your 50th birthday is coming up on Christmas Eve.
1: You're, an ass. Not- <laughs> you're an ass. You're an I'm not 50. You fucker. You try to sneak that in. Like I was just gonna let it roll that you put a just because I look 50. Jerk. <laughs> ha ha, Hardy heart. Laugh it up, buddy.
0: You know, I got to bust your chops every now and again, Mike. Yes, sir. Well, you know, I know you wanted to shed a couple of pounds for your trip and you started your reset last week. And most of us, if not all of us know what today is. Mike, what was on the meatless menu, meatless Monday menu today?
1: (laughs) I had meatloaf. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God. (sighs) I I went through a partial reset. We had the the employee uh, you know, holiday dinner, so I went there and there's no way you can go on a reset. And I had another meal that was a cheat. So, I'm doing a real reset in January that's about the reset. I was just trying to lose some weight. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I had meatloaf and as you saw, like I took parts of like 11 donuts and cut little pieces off of them. So, I'm in vacation mode already. Um, I really wanted to go to Chicken Shack, but I couldn't make it there. And I was like, that's fine. That's what I'll have when I get back. Uh, but yeah, I literally had meatloaf on Meatless Monday.
0: <laughs> that's, uh, you know, you look at the dictionary under meat, you're going to see a picture of meatloaf, right? A vegetarian yeah. worst nightmare.
1: Yes. And I make re- my meatloaf is really, really good. Like I make, and I made it. And then you slice it and then you freeze it. And then when you just stick it in the oven and i saw it there and you know how busy i was like i'm trying to get through everything so i was like i'll stick this meatloaf in the oven then it took like 45 minutes to cook and that's why i was so damn late trying to get everything set up damn it
0: uh, are you a uh the ketchup glaze guy or do you like make, like the brown gravy with your meatloaf
1: or a tomato sauce i guess if, if you if i had to pick one like if we were going top five meatloaf toppings yeah i would say that mine is the glaze that's ketchup, brown sugar, mustard, Worcester sauce, Worcester, sure, sure, sure. yeah? You put that in there, maybe a little soy, uh, but um, that would be my favorite is the ketchup type glaze. But this one was a no glaze meatloaf because it was frozen, you don't want to freeze it on there, and so it really my with. I make really good meatloaf like I you know so it doesn't really need a glaze but this glaze would have been good with a brown gravy or a uh, or a ketchup glaze they both would have been good with it
0: you know I know uh, a lot of people you know you have a meatloaf one day and then the next day you have a meatloaf sandwich I know one time uh I decided I was gonna get a, get real crazy and I had a corn tortilla you put some mashed potatoes and leftover corn then topped it with the meatloaf meatloaf taco dude that was surprisingly good
1: that sounds incredible. I'm going to steal that. Dude, I'm totally, so good, I am going to take a meatloaf. If there's some left, when I get back, I'm going to take a meatloaf out of that freezer and I'm going to make some mashed potatoes. I'll even cut, I'll even roast some corn and take it off. I'm going to do it just like you said. That sounds great. Dude, it was surprisingly good, seriously. Yeah, it's like a meal in a taco. Yeah, really.
0: You know, Mike, what was something that wasn't very good, at least from from my point of view. Was the Cowboys' offense? You know, what were your thoughts on them yesterday?
1: Oh, you know what? I got to go to the right page. <laughs> so I have my notes. You really uh, are on
0: vacation, Mike.
1: Yes, already. I actually, I actually thought the offense played pretty well, uh, yeah. considering you know, you know what I say—the human thing. They're humans. Right. They played three really good defenses, three straight games on the road. Uh, this was definitely their best game of the three. Uh, I went down. They had, um, over the last few weeks, they had led the league in three and outs. And that was one of my biggest concerns. Yeah. It wasn't the point scored, but it was the fact that they they couldn't put together drives. Uh, this last uh, game, they had um, ten a 10-play uh, drive, 45 yards, five minutes. They ended up having to punt. I believe there was a penalty that knocked them back for that first mm-hmm. drive. Then after the INT, they scored a touchdown, two plays. Pardon me, Meatloaf. Then they went 10 plays, 58 yards, five minutes field goal. 16 plays, 68 yards, six minutes, 30 seconds field goal. Six plays, 37 yards, 41 seconds right before half, another field goal. And then outside of half, they had a nine play, 31 yard, four minute drive. That was a punt. And then they scored a touchdown after they stopped them on fourth down. By that time, it was 21-6. Mm-hmm against the giants team that really couldn't do anything against our defense. They're just, you know, they didn't have a quarterback. They were terrible. Yeah. And so they kind of went vanilla after that. But if you look through those, that, that first seven sets of drives, the two touchdowns uh, off of turnovers and then those long field goal drives and a couple long punt drives, I, I would take that. Cause you, cause you're, you're basically playing to your strength right now, which uh-huh. is defense. Keep them off the field. Let them be fresh. Um, make the don't make mistakes, make the uh the the other teams bad offenses, uh try to score on us. So I thought their offense looked was very improved over the last two weeks, um, which is not bad considering the the Giants defense. If you look at how they were playing the last few weeks, was not the not that bad. They were playing at like a top 10 level defense, I believe, uh efficiency-wise. So no, I, I thought they played well. I thought they're they're If they play like that going forward, the way our defense played, I think we're going to be pretty dangerous.
0: Yeah, it's just, I guess my thing is, is not being able to capitalize in the red zone. I mean, I do like that. Our run game was much better yesterday. With, you know, the run game being effective was nice to see, but not, not capitalizing in the red zone. I mean, we've had the same problem for so many years. And I feel like once we get in the playoffs, you know, that's not going to cut it all, all those field goals at the same time. You know, dominating the time of possession and, and and that kind of thing is going to give us a good chance especially with our defense it's just it, it was so boring it's almost like you know it's hard to to pick at it but at the same time it's like well they were good but if you're looking at what we got used to the first six weeks and then three weeks in a row you know what we've seen it's like man are, is this thing ever going to be fixed
1: yeah shoot not just three weeks in a row like minus the Atlanta game it's basically been six weeks of it, you know? So, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I get it. I just, I'm just not one. I, I, we're, we're really bad road. Like we're 78% in the red zone at home and in the thirties on the mm-hmm. road. So, you know, I, that's one thing that if we're not going to get the top seed, I, I'm with you. That really needs to be fixed. Uh, but I'm I'm seeing the improvement and the way our defense is playing I'm, I'm actually, I'm, pretty happy going in if they can play like this the next three weeks i don't think any of those three teams can beat them and then if they can get lucky enough to have green bay lose one of those we're the top seed then
0: you know looking at other playoff teams they're they're playing well and especially on offense do we still think that kellen is saving things for the playoffs or are we just bad right now
1: Uh, i'm gonna go definitely saving things for the playoffs and i don't mean it like of course he's saving things to like every coach is saving things for the playoffs. Do I think Kellen Moore's overly doing it? I do. And the reason is I went through, I put this in the article. It should be coming out hopefully today or tomorrow on Cowboys wire about what we learned. Um, Like I do every week. I put out a what we learned article from the game and uh, we played three AFC West teams lost to lost to Broncos, uh, lost to chiefs, lost to um, Raiders. Right. Still, right now, we're, uh, we're leading for the second seed because we won tiebreakers. Because that losing to the AFC just doesn't matter that much. Yeah. You know, it just is what it is. Uh, we played three poor teams. Uh, I don't consider Washington when we played them poor, but the Saints were really beat up, injured defensively and offensively. Uh, They didn't have Kamara for us, either offensive tackle, Thomas, obviously, Taysom Hill got hurt during the game. Like, they were beat up. Uh, 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 Atlanta, just a bad team, and New York Giants, a bad team. In the Washington game, I thought they did some different things with motions early. They ran some uh, 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 different things, and then they got up 24-0, so then they said, "Okay, well we're up twenty-four nothing. There's no reason for us to go crazy when we play them in two weeks." So yeah, I, th- I think they've run pretty vanilla um, for a while now. Honestly, I don't think they've opened up too much. Uh, so are they saying, Like, are they just not running plays just for play? maybe not? I think Arizona is a game that's going to be that they're going to need to open it up a little bit, and possibly Philly if the number one seed's on the line but I do think that they weren't overly showing their hand since about the Denver game, since the Denver game on, they've kind of been like, I think they kind of knew they had the the division in hand
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that it would take something for Washington, Philly or giants to knock them off. And so they kind of just been like, yeah, you know, we don't have to go too crazy. Yeah.
0: You mentioned Philly and Arizona. I do kind of wonder, Mike, is, being the number two seed we know how important those games are and philadelphia looking like they're in contention for a playoff spot as well will we be vanilla in those games as well because we might possibly face them in the playoffs
1: yeah you know what the arizona game makes a lot of sense to be vanilla because right now the way it looks they could be who we face rams Mm -hmm. could end up winning that division now because um Cardinals could lose all three of their last games. I, I could definitely see them losing to us. They play Seattle, which is 50, 50 at best. Seattle wow. still got Russell Wilson, you know, and, and they're not going to go easy. Yeah, and they play one other, one other really tough team. I, I'm, I'm blanking on who it is. I'm sure when you're watching, you're, you're screaming, this is who they're playing. I don't remember it, but it's another game that's like, damn, they, they might lose that. So Arizona might be fighting for a wild card in the end and Rams might be winning the division and that that could be a reason that uh, that we go vanilla but I think if Green Bay loses a game they're not going if Green Bay loses to Browns this coming up week with Browns guys coming back and everything I I totally see us going all out for that one seed
0: Yeah, you know, I wouldn't one seed would be nice i mean having that week off especially would be nice especially with tyron and everything but i don't know I, I don't think i would rather just stick with the plan that we have now and not really make the number one seed a priority just i guess being healthy and you know if the plan is to kind of keep things close to the close to the vest in regard in regards to who we're potentially playing in the playoffs i, I kind of like the the idea that like the plan that we have right now
1: you know why you know why I want the one seed with this team? I I seen what they did. They came off a bye against Minnesota and Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, uh, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen couldn't do anything against they had no idea what was going on against our defense. And if you give Mike McCarthy's been good off buys, Kellen Moore, I think, is uh, is is a uh, a good, a guy that that you like, a smart guy that you like. His play calling in games like where he gets extra time off. I thought he was good with Cooper Rush. I thought he was good in the Tampa Bay game. Uh, I thought he's been good in the games where he got the 10 days rest. So I, I like him in those situations. And then Dan Quinn, the only time I've seen him get a bye this year, just shut down a really good offense and did it with a lot of his guys out. Mm-hmm. So, I want that bye because I don't know if any of the playoff teams could beat us coming off a bye. And that means we're in the NFC championship game. So, I would go all out for the bye just to be able to get there. You're one game from the Super Bowl. Now, you win or lose, anything can happen, but your team's good enough to win a game defensively. They're yeah. good enough to win a game offensively. E- if either of those sides show up big time, they can win the game no matter what happens the other way. If they both show up, whoo, they're going to be tough to beat. And then you're talking about you're in a Super Bowl. Like, it, that quick.
0: That's true, because, I mean, it could make the difference of having home field advantage in a week off, like you said, or potentially playing a Lambeau.
1: Uh, yeah, and I'm terrified. That's the one. And it ain't. It's not an Aaron Rodgers curse, anything. It's, our offense doesn't look good in cold weather, period. Mm-hmm. That, that's one thing that you can say. No matter how much you love Dak Prescott, he's not great in cold weather. I mean that is a that is a clear negative to his game, and so I don't I don't want to see that game. I'd love to get ahead of Green Bay.
0: Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think it snows too much in Louisiana, right?
1: Yeah, no, no. <laughs> he just it's not his game. The cold weather games are not not his game.
0: You know, speaking of Dak, did did you feel that Dak looked better this game?
1: Yeah, I did. Um, I think that the, the word was the, that there uh, they had eight uh, drops in the game. So if you take those off, he was 28 for 31, 200 plus yards, a touchdown, no interceptions. And then he had that one fumble, which is not good. You want to hold the ball, but he was throwing the ball, stuff like that's any, literally Tom Brady was running knocked the ball away. He's the greatest of all time. So, you know, that, that kind of thing is not like an, not like that Washington game. Where he threw that pick, and you're like, "What? What happened? Like that was clearly all your fault. Mm-hmm. You messed that up, you know." So I, I thought he definitely played better this game. They they kept the 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 chains moving, which was great, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely think he improved.
0: You know, that's crazy to hear, man. I because I, I know that CD Lamb had a couple of drops where
1: they were frustrating, but to
0: to know that there were eight drop balls yesterday, that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, that was the word. Now I didn't get to go over and and look at it but the word on, on it was like four from lamb two from another receiver and two from another one something like that and it was it was like two Gallup, two cooper and four for lamb something like that it was and man that's just crazy
0: hey, you know back to the question though I, I i did like how Dak looked yesterday especially how he was maneuvering in the pocket there uh that, that his lack of awareness on that fumble was was kind of bad though honestly i mean i'm surprised that he couldn't he couldn't feel that pressure there but I did also like how Kellen mixed in some plays for easy receptions to try and get back in the offense into a rhythm. I don't know if I'm the only one who noticed that or felt that way, but it seemed like there was some easy plays there, you know, with sprinkle that he was wanting to get back, you know, comfortable making some plays, you know, again, get him into rhythm.
1: Yeah. It's funny. I felt very, and, and this is, this can work if you haven't shown it a lot, but it felt very Garrett like the, the offense and Sometimes you know you think like, oh no, not Garrett's offense. But if they're not expecting it at all, and it starts work and it works, you can sneak a game out like that. You know,
0: mm-hmm. it's just funny to me how bad our offense can look. But we could have like close to a twenty-point lead, and you know we're not we're not uh, converting in the red zone, and you know Dak is still looking off. Like our receivers aren't having big games yet. We're up by twenty points.
1: Yeah, if you look, they got a they got a the t- the tank pop-up, interception, two plays later, touchdown. And then the fourth down stop was like four plays maybe, touchdown. So Dallas had plenty of long drives, mm-hmm. but they ended in punts or field goals. And the two touchdown drives were set up by the defense.
0: So we mentioned drops, Mike. At what point do you see these drops become a concern for you?
1: Uh, I mean, I, I guess – legitimately of course they're concerned but when am I going to harp on them if they end up costing you game in the ra- like if you're playing Arizona and you lose by a score and it's like damn if CD would have you know wouldn't have dropped these two balls we probably would have won or if it continues to happen into the playoffs because playoffs are, are one and done so you don't want somebody then I'll be concerned like man we these last three games cd lamb kept dropping balls still Mm -hmm. and now we got to count on him in the playoffs that would make me then i'd be concerned or if he cost us a game over these next three if the next three games he does good and he's not dropping any then i then i'll be like okay we're good we're going to the playoffs and stuff but you know if if we lose a game and and he's dropping balls like that then yeah i'm going to be concerned
0: you know, well, Mike, what's concerning to me is that three straight weeks of a drop or running the wrong route. He, he can't catch a screen pass. It's, you know, what, what really is the most concerning is the drops seem to be focus drops and not, you know, obviously not ability, but just a lack of focus.
1: Yeah, it 100% are focus drops. They're almost always the one screen last week, not this game, but the one screen last might have been a house call if he catches yeah. it. Like they set that play up, they did it to the blitzing side they had more blockers than they had defenders left. Like it might've been a touchdown. It was mm-hmm. definitely going to be a huge play. And it just, you know, you, 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 you gotta make the catch first. You have to make You can't do anything if you don't catch the ball. So, you know, he's just, he's, he's gotta calm, calm, make the play when that's there before you can make the bigger play. You gotta make the play that's there. So yeah, the, the ones on the screens, they've been on the, – the passes have been fine. They're, they haven't been bad passes. Just he's he's not looking them in and bringing them in before he goes to make his moves.
0: No. You know, you know we're talking about the run game. Do you believe that Williams made a big difference over
1: McGovern? A big difference. Huge. Yeah. you They started going wide, first of all, and that's, that's really where our team – we're not a bull team. You know, we, we can bring the, the fullback in and, and and power rush people that way, but even then we're not great. We're much better when we're on the move. And so you get Williams, who's a who's an athletic guard that can get outside. And uh, you go to Pollard, who's a speedy guy who's hard to get uh, tackled the first the first player tackling him. He's one of the tops in the league at making that guy miss. You get outside and you get him averaging 6.2 yards per carry. So, yeah, he made a big difference just in the philosophy of the game plan.
0: Yeah, Mike, definitely you can tell a big difference with Williams over McGovern. He did make a a difference. He played a clean game. And what I mean by that, for those who don't know, is that he didn't draw any penalties yesterday.
1: Yeah, that's key. Because that's basically why he lost his job. It's not like he was doing a terrible job. He was just the worst in penalties.
0: And, you know, I, I mean, you could just see it, especially it's, it's kind of almost a Cowboys fans have gotten used to it where one of those penalties could come at the worst possible time, say a playoff game on like a, a drive where you're, you're marching down the field to try to tie the game, win the game. It's just, you know, we've seen those things happen time and time again. So I, I'm glad that they at least attempted to make the change to see how what would happen, but I'm glad that they, they decided to go back once they realized it wasn't going to work.
1: My favorite thing about the change I didn't have to hear about, like I was never, uh, you've heard on here that I was, I, I didn't care about them changing back. I was fine with them staying with McGovern, but I never wanted them to go to McGovern. I always mm-hmm. thought Williams was fine. You know, if you do, if you want to bench him because of the penalties, that's fine too. Right. Uh, and see what McGovern has. Um, I kind of just trust the, uh, the coaching staff to make the right decision but man with the it, it just made me laugh like uh, Massey was one of them that was like just McGovern's better this and that and I was like I don't know man I you know it's hard to just say that when you haven't seen him play the left side or at first it was center put him in at center you know Beata's just not and I'm like I don't they don't like him hiking coming out of his stance and it was playing my left guard and then to his credit he was like no no it was it was a mistake we saw enough you know bring Williams back but it's like the the a lot of the fan base was just all over Connor Williams and now they understand like no he wasn't bad he's 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 not great but he's not a bad guard he's fine
0: it's just crazy how good he was against Tampa Bay and then he didn't really play very much and then we see him lined up at fullback and then he just wasn't very good on the left side I mean to his credit I mean I know he wasn't very good but he was kind of essentially playing a position he had never played before right
1: yeah he, he people you know they think it's Madden. you just switch over you know put him put edit edit button switch him from right guard to left guard and his overall then you have this overall guy there nah it doesn't work you just don't you haven't trained your body to move like you like you're supposed to on the left side compared to the right so he's he's a uh He's a 75 overall right guard, but he's a 60 overall left guard. If that makes sense for the Madden players.
0: And then a 95 at fullback.
1: Yeah, easily. Man, I got to tell you, if Dak looked to McGovern as his first read, he was wide, wide open, wide open. And then he went to him as the second read, but McGovern instead of stopping, because he doesn't, he's just running across. He doesn't know to stop where he's wide open everything. So he kind of runs himself into the coverage. And then luckily Schultz opened up in the back of the end zone and, and Dak was able to hit him there.
0: That was a nice throw there in the back of the end zone.
1: Very nice. Very. And, and I'm not even saying he did wrong by missing McGovern. His first read was definitely not Connor McGovern. You know, that that's, that's the second read. He just, if Connor McGovern just sits down in, in the hole He finds him in the second read. I mean, nobody guarded him. McGovern ran into the coverage because he doesn't know about, you know, just, hey, go across the field. We're going to try to sneak you there. You know, he doesn't know, hey, sit in the hole right. No, he don't know all that.
0: There There aren't many plays that I like more than the thick six, Mike.
1: Yeah, I know. Man, you know we were all rooting for it. We all wanted it so bad.
0: You know, well, some uh, another player I wouldn't be surprised to, to score a TD, I'm sure he has once or twice in his career, is Neville Gallimore. Well, what are your thoughts on his two games since he returned
1: from injury? He's looked like the guy that, it's funny, because now we have a regime that uses the regular big-bodied you know, can't move them, eat double team, Brent urban, Bohana one techniques.
0: Yeah.
1: And Neville Gallimore looks like the one technique that Rod Marinelli and the old regime has been waiting for their whole life. Like he, I, I he's like I I didn't realize like he, he makes the other DTs that aren't Bohana look smaller. Like he's a really big dude but he's, he's a three technique. Like he could legitimately, he has the power of the pass rush to be a solid three technique. Mm -hmm. But I think what his role is going to end up being is that pass rush one technique where they roll him over and then either Osa or tank moving in becomes the three technique, depending on what they're doing with Parsons. And, and you just get a, a disgusting pass rush at all four spots. It's just nasty. So He's, he's a lot more powerful than I realized he was going to be. I, I thought he was a penetrate, get up the field guy. And he's a, I'll do that sometimes, but I'll also put your, put the guard into the quarterback and injure both of you like he did in the Washington game. So he's been impressive.
0: Yeah. My, to my untrained eye, I didn't see any big plays yesterday or anything that jumped off the screen to me, but Still, man, that sack he had last week is still one of my favorite plays of the season.
1: Yeah, he, man, he just put, I don't want anybody injured. I'm just, that's how powerful he is. That he that he pushed a guy back, injured him, and while doing so, put him into the quarterback and injured him. Just, that's a devastatingly powerful play that we just hope that there isn't a long-term injury out of it. You know, Obviously, we're not making yeah. any of that. But it just shows how powerful he is to just, Put another guy down and right into the quarterback. Just crazy.
0: You know, we're sticking with the defense here. In 2020, the Cowboys had 10 interceptions. I lost all you for
1: a second, Paul.
0: Say that again. We good?
1: Uh, I lost you for a second. Go ahead and give me that again.
0: No, you're you're good. You, you're you kind of froze up there for a minute, Mike. So, so what I was saying is, in all of 2020, the Cowboys had the Cowboys defense had 10 interceptions. This season alone, Trayvon Diggs has 10 by himself. The team as a whole has 28 overall. What do you think is uh, behind this enormous improvement?
1: I know, uh, I know. I wrote this, so this is my fault. I want people to do that. It's 28 takeaways overall. I think it's 24 interceptions or something like that. So I wrote that. It's my bad. I, I, I don't know why I put the total takeaway number as the interceptions, but a little bit of walking brain fart on my fault on, on my part. I have three big improvements that delete. Obviously, Quinn scheme. Um, not being able to go in knowing that it's basically cover three all the time or knowing that it's cover two uh, before the, the cover three system came in with Richard, uh, making a quarterback go, okay, what are they doing? And fooling them is a big reason uh, that you get interceptions because you trick people. Uh, the second is Trayvon Diggs. Being able to put Trayvon Diggs on the best guy early and knowing that they're going to go, okay, we're going to test this guy because he's up against our best wide receiver and he's able to get picks is another thing. Like the, the pick against the giants was just Glennon was like, I'm going to throw it up to, to Galladay because mm-hmm. he's the beast. I'm going to let him try to make a play. And Diggs said, cool, I'll just make the play because that's the type of corner he is. And the other is the pass rush improvement. Obviously you have less time or, or you're worried about it. You, you make rush throws, you make bad plays. So that's my three reasons for the improvement in the interceptions.
0: For me, Mike, it's Dan Quinn, Micah Parsons, the defensive line, Jaron Ron Curse, Malik Hooker. The list goes on. I mean, when you have good football players playing in the right scheme with good coaches, I mean, that makes a difference, Mike.
1: Yeah, it does. You, you're telling me uh, you think uh, uh, Trayvon Diggs and uh, Malik Hooker make more of a difference than Xavier Woods and Cheeto Awuzie?
0: Man. Hey, you know, credit to Cheeto though, because he's having actually a good season in yeah, Bengals. He, he's been banged up, you know, for a good part of the year, like he always has, but he's actually been a been a difference maker for that for that defense.
1: Yeah, he's uh I, I would say he's played better than Anthony Brown has. And Anthony Brown's been solid. It's not a shot on Anthony Brown. That's saying how good Cheeto's been. That that Anthony Brown's been a pretty damn solid cornerback, too. But uh Cheeto would be better if he was here, he'd be a better cornerback too if he if he translated his play over into our system uh I think he's done better than Anthony Brown so that's that's pretty good
0: there's some guys that were starting for this team last year that are no longer part of the team but I'm I'm, I'm not even sure they're even in
1: the league right now no Jalen got signed (laughs) he's a giant now
0: doing the victory formation man
1: yeah that was amazing it makes me feel bad because he's such a nice guy and he works so hard but I mean if you look when the defense uh, unlike what uh what what what's the dummy on tv Acho. unlike what Acho said about oh man we lost Jalen Parsons is going to be terrible uh the t- the defense about a week or two after Jalen's absence started to get into the elite territory you know and there's a reason for that
0: and I think that does stink though, just because you know his story, you know his character, what type of person he is. It it stinks to know that he's not going to be able to share in this special season that we're having. But man, when you just play bad, you know there's no excuse,
1: right? Yeah, I mean he just he just he can't he just can't do it. Like it's it's me. I I I can think back to when I was 24 and I was really good at Like I killed people at basketball. You could ask people that play me knew I was a I, okay we're gonna have to double we're gonna have to do something because i was mean in the post now i'm 40 i have neuropathy and i'm the last person picked if i can get out there to play after that 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 injury you know Jalen had the 2018 season but other than that it's just regressed and regressed and it's just nothing you can do if you can't move like you need to on this level and so you know, I if we win it all, am I giving him a ring? You damn right. He played multiple weeks with us. He earned a damn ring. When we were all beat up, he showed up and played every week, and until you know he wouldn't cut his injury thing. So I would give him a ring if we end up winning one, and 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 he earned it.
0: Is he somebody you know? Because we all have those locker room guys. Like every team needs that locker room guy. Is he somebody you'd bring back? just to play on special teams or just to, you know, for, for depth.
1: He's not good enough to do that. Even if he's good in lock, you gotta have, there's, there's good guys in the locker room, but they gotta be, a, I'm a good guy. I'd be a great locker room guy for Dallas. I also can't play football. Right. So, I mean, it's just, there's nothing you can do. Like he's, he, he can't do it. I, I don't want to talk bad about him anymore. He's not on our team. I hope, I hope he does great with the Giants. I hope he, he finds it and, and, and is an amazing player. But he just, while he was with us, for whatever reason, and I believe it's just his health, he just didn't have the athletic ability to do it anymore. He can't play football. So I don't care how good he is in the locker room. You know, Darian Thompson is great in the locker room. If you took away his special teams ability and he was only there to play defense, defense, I don't want him on the team. I don't care how good of a player he is or a person he is.
0: You know, Mike, we were talking about the improvement for Trayvon Diggs. Looking at Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis, what has been the reason, who or what has been the reason for their success this year?
1: All right, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Quinn's scheme, Diggs' ability to take away corner wide receiver number wide receiver. one, yeah. and a better pass rush. If it sounds familiar, it's because it's the exact same damn answer I gave you for the reason there's four INTs in the same order. So the, the, the Quinn scheme, you know, makes people don't know what's coming as much. So you can't just target AB and go, okay, they're going to run this and we have a better matchup. So we're going to do this. So you don't know who's covering who, who's blitzing. Uh, are they zoner man? You know, so they they they're able to make more plays because the QB doesn't know what's coming digs taking away. One wide receiver is clear. I mean, I don't even need to explain that. And then the pass rush improvement cuts down the time that they're able to, uh, that they have to cover mind, the appearance of my dogs. If you hear them in the background, they like they're to be, yeah, they, they're, they're not going to be happy when I go to Disneyland. So they're, they're, they're messing things up by barking out there. <laughs>
0: You know, Mike, what what I said to the previous question still applies to all this as well. I do know one thing, Anthony Brown being healthy has made has made a difference too. Cause I heard it was early in the season. Um, I believe it was Mickey Spagnolo was talking about how it had been two years since Anthony Brown had gone through an offseason being healthy. I and mean, you know, we're seeing the difference that that's made.
1: Yeah, a big difference. And he, and and the last two years during the season, he had injuries. Exactly, so- yeah you know, uh, trying to play and get in rhythm and everything. That's the scary thing about it is, is like, look at what tank's doing. And he's, and he's like, just, there's a reason the playmaking continues to go up as he plays himself into shape. Like, man, he is, is just, it's going to be so good. Just, just stay healthy for, can we stay healthy the rest of the way to the playoffs just with this, this unit we got going osa coming back just no more injuries let us we've been injured all year and found a way to get to 10 and 4 just keep the team healthy and and let's if we lose in the plus we lose but don't make it because there's some kind of injury that 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 hurts us knock on wood
0: seeing lawrence being moved around on the defensive line makes me so happy
1: dude. it it it, because there's an ability to do it you you weren't able to do it anymore because who's going to edge rush then now you got Gregory now you got Parsons now you know it just it's nice
0: it's also just strange to me that Doran Armstrong somebody we've been hoping and praying is like going to do something for what feels like 10 years I know it's been what three or four he's having a very productive season but it's just the touchdown it's like the plays that he's making it's like man he couldn't even sniff the field how how has he gone gone from that to this
1: I'll, I'll tell you how right now give me one second <laughs> How old is Dorrance Armstrong? Twenty-four years old. Oh wow, he's twenty-four, and that's why I believe that he'll get a contract here. I think he'll get a couple of years he's if he's
0: young, and he's been here for what five years? It feels like now
1: four. This is okay, his fourth four. year because he's up after this year, and then and he is the exact reason why I'm not interested in cutting Tristan Hill. Yeah, so Tristan Hill's a baby. He's younger right. than Gallimore. These guys need time to build into their bodies and build their mind into understanding how to get to the next level of football, how to study. Mm -hmm. Not everybody comes in and is Micah Parsons and is there at 6 AM. Or what did you say last week where he's calling Quinn going, Hey, what can I, and Quinn's like, I haven't even watched the film yet. Like chill out for a minute, you know? So I I just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for Tristan Hill uh, and I'm excited for, uh, for Dorrance Armstrong, who, who may sneak a contract. Don't be surprised if teams don't go, oh, no, we see it. We see what he could be. Nothing enormous, but enough to where we can't keep him.
0: Mm, that, man, I would, I would hate to lose him, but yeah, you make a good point because we know how
1: important defensive ends are. Yeah. I mean, having, we have Basham on a second year. We, we got Golston who's a rookie, who's, who's played pretty damn well for a guy that was injured, you know, didn't really get a training camp because of injury, you know, he's played pretty damn well. So they have enough guys behind tank and with Parsons and with Gregory, assuming I'm assuming there's no way they let Gregory get away. Then uh, Dorrance might be hard to keep because he, he, he could get a sneaky, a decent contract, same way Cedric Wilson could where it's like, damn, we want to keep him, but we, we can't match quite what he's getting right there.
0: Yeah. You know, sticking with the defensive ends here, Mike, this is another question by you. Pay the $20 million for Tank Lawrence or let him go and sign Randy Gregory and j ron Curse?
1: I can make the case either way.
0: Yeah, for and, sure.
1: And I, I really thought about letting you go first and just making the other one, but Tank's injuries are what, if you guaranteed me his health, I could really make a strong case that DeMarcus Lawrence is just too impactful not to, not to bet on him Mm -hmm. and his longevity of making plays over Gregory's half a year and curses one year. But with his injuries being constant, I would rather take the risk on two over one you know, and, and the different positions. Like I get a good edge rusher in Gregory still very impactful. And I get a hybrid like curse who, uh, you know, this last game played a lot of just deep safety. He wasn't even in the box a lot as much as he normally is, but he can also come down and eliminate a tight end or at least play him tough. You know, he's not beyond covering a tight end, but he, but he's, he makes it difficult. Like it's not easy to get, get open on. He leads our team in tackles, so you know I would probably go Gregory and Curse.
0: Yeah, Mike, I, I hate to feel this way, but I think Curse and Gregory make this team better than just Lawrence by himself. And you know, I say that we, we've seen the impact that Lawrence has had in just this short time returning from his injury. But you know, I, I don't think the the difference is that is by that much, mind you. But you improved two groups with Gregory and Curse, and you only improved one with Lawrence.
1: Yeah, I agree. The two to one. If I, if I guaranteed you tank was healthy for the whole season and playoffs guaranteed, then would you uh, do him or would it be Gregory and curse?
0: I still think I still could Gregory and curse because the fact that we're even thinking about a potential injury is, is another reason
1: why. Yeah, no, it's just so scary. Cause I know if you tell me, next year, tanks healthy, I know I'm going to get eight to 12 sacks and a dominant run stopping defensive end. I mean, just because of what he has around him. I know his sacks would improve just looking at him right now in the three games where he's like, he's been out. Like he isn't, he hasn't, he isn't even in football shape yet. He hasn't been around to do it. And he's been so, and I, I just don't know if we can guarantee and Gregory. We've only seen it this year. Really? You know, consistently, so it it would make me nervous. But I think you're right. I would go Gregory and Curse. Damn, that was a good question.
0: <laughs> Pat on the back there, Mike. A little I bit. Sh- you know, has Curse or Gregory made more of an impact this season?
1: Typically, I would say Gregory, just on his position, edge rusher is just more impactful, even than a, even than the hybrid safety <laughs> that Curse does. Yeah but Gregory's missed time and curse is the team's leading tackler. Like I said, uh, he, in, he improves kind of two positions because he can play back and play, uh, 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 safety, safety. And he's also more of a linebacker. Really? Um, he's a guy that covers the tight end. That's kind of his job that, and we thought it was going to be Neil but it hasn't been, it's been cursed. That's, that's tasked to do that more often. Uh, he's been a better, the best blitzer of our, of our linebackers that aren't that isn't Micah Parsons, the best pass rusher in friggin' the NFL. Uh, and so I would say curse, even though positionally I would almost always give that to the edge rusher.
0: Yeah, I'm going, I'm going curse as well. And you, you touched on it though, but it's the diversity that makes the difference for me.
1: Yeah, I agree, and he and he's, yeah, the divert and he does all of it well, and he's and he's a and he's a leader, like he's a vocal leader on the defense. He he sets an attitude and a tone, so he has all that.
0: All right, my pick three to have in 2022, out of Lawrence Gregory Hooker, Curse Gallup, and your boy Brent Urban. Again, pick three to have in 2022.
1: All right. I'm going to do this by process of an elimination. The first one I love urban. I y'all know that was my draft. I love them. Now I see what Gallimore is. I know what we have in, in Bohana in the off season uh, with a year to, to build up Tristan Hill, who I talked about um, uh, as a DT. I just think there's enough uh, juice juice. Hamiltons played well. I think they have enough buildup that another offseason with Gallimore, Osa, Hill, and Bohana, that unit's gonna be nasty. And that's why I don't think they bring Urban back. And uh I take him, but I'm not gonna pick him in this three. Okay. Uh wide receiver three isn't as important as the as the positions that I took to mm-hmm. bring back. So Gallup's out. Hooker was close. Here's the thing about Hooker. He's played well a couple of games so far. Like he was coming off an injury, so it took him a while to build in. Can he stay healthy? Do I really want to pay him and bring him back? If, if this is it, I can only pick the three. Do I want to risk it on him when I can go, well, Casey's been all right. Like Hooker's, Hooker's been better these last couple of games than Casey's been all year. Don't get me wrong. I know the difference between the fourth-round guy, uh, who's, who's a pretty good safety and you'd be happy with him compared to the guy who could be a superstar who's, lo- who's looking better and better every single week he plays. He's close. I, I really almost got him in here. But I'm going Gregory Tank and Curse. And the reason why is because edge rusher is, is more important than any other one they put on there. And those two are really good at it. And then Curse fills that hybrid safety linebacker role that's so important in Quinn's system. And I believe that's more important than Hooker, the other safety, the other kind of safety spot. That's not really a hybrid. That's more of a free safety range type. So I just couldn't put Hooker above Curse. I couldn't. So my three are Tank, Gregory, and Curse.
0: Well, no, Mike, when I wrote my answer, you hadn't... um... Convinced or you know, not I shouldn't say convinced, but I, I hadn't realized how the impact that Gallimore was having on the uh, on the run game. So for me, I had Urban because of his run blocking, Curse again, diversity and playmaking ability. And then I had Gregory, elite production at a discounted rate at a key defensive position.
1: I'm gonna give you, I'll give you the two, the 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 other reason to have tank over Urban. Tank's equally a good run defender. Yes, now, he now he yes, sure it's different. He's not, he does take on double teams. He doesn't eat double teams the way Urban does, but he does, he has took them on his whole career. So he's a good run stopper as well. I like your reasoning of Urban because to be clear, Urban's a better run defender than Neville Gallimore. He is now and he will be next year. All I'm saying is you have enough there that that position while it's very important to me doesn't have to be overly mass produced mm-hmm. with Bohana and Neville Gallimore and Juice Hamilton able to move there you're fine I would love to get Urban he is an improvement over them do not get me wrong but I think next year Bohana will, will be getting there you know with an offseason to build up and Neville Gallimore could be like Just he could be nasty if he's healthy. So, yeah, that's the only reason. I I don't mind Urban at all. Y'all know Urban's my guy. But I just, there's only so much value you need to put into one technique. And I think they have enough now with the offseason, I'm thinking about. If the team, if the players improve like they have been in the offseasons, then Bohana and Gallimore should be nasty.
0: All right, Mike, here we are with your, what are your views from the sidelines this week?
1: All right, so these are easy and easy three. The first one is, and and it's it's going against what I've been saying because the offense has been going vanilla and hasn't looked great. Now they've been playing better defenses. I, I don't want people to mistake and like, if you look at Kansas City, they're a better defensive team than an off, offensive team other than Raiders games. They just have been all year. If you look at uh, uh, Saints, uh, the football team, Giants, they're all better defensive teams. So when you go vanilla against them, you're going to have trouble because they, that's what they do well is play defense. So if you're just going to run a pretty vanilla offense. You're not going to do a lot against them. The thing is, is, is we played straight vanilla against the Giants uh, defensively. Like Micah Parsons almost didn't pass rush at all. He played straight middle linebacker. They rushed for, they didn't really get exotic at all. Cause they knew Glennon and them weren't going to beat them yeah, and they still looked elite. And, you know, I, a lot of people are going to go see, well, the offense ball, well, well, Giants offense isn't, they can go vanilla and, and shut down Glennon and them, you know, so I don't want people to overdo it, but it was nice to see that the team can line up and they're talented enough to just, we're going to rush four. they know it's going to be mostly cover three uh, uh and man uh, concepts, and they're just not going to be able to beat us anyway. And, and that happened. Uh, two is we need to mention anger. Forget four punts in the 20. This dude put four punts inside the 10 last game. Eight-yard line, nine-yard line, eight-yard line, seven-yard line. I believe were four were the four punts. That's incredible. Inside the 10. So props to him. He should be the Pro Bowl punter. And uh, again, when you're playing a conservative game and you're trying not to give stuff away and lean on your defense, making them have to go 90 yards plus on four different drives to start four different drives is beautiful. Uh, And then the third one, uh, Gregory, Tank, and Gallimore have played together three weeks now. Is that correct? Three weeks?
0: Yes, sir. Uh, New Orleans, Washington, Giants.
1: And, uh, and and in all three of those games the team got four turnovers a game. Don't, 12 don't turnovers
0: think, in three games.
1: Dude. Don't disgusting. think that's not connected. Right. And I don't I get that they were a great turnover team before. Even with people out with Parsons off the edge or making plays but four turnovers in in three straight games. That that you got to have a D line to do like that.
0: Approaching historic historic
1: levels yes like incredible and it's a reason why dallas's offense has been like okay well we don't have to go too crazy we're Uh up 24 nothing on washington second half we don't have to go crazy we're up 21-6 on Giants. we don't have to show too much we're up whatever it was to the saints you know we don't we don't have to go we can stay conservative against these teams even though they're the nfc even though they're division because the defense is just dominating them so that's my three uh, things from the sidelines.
0: I just, I get, I, you know, we don't know if, we'll, if it'll ever happen. We, we hope and pray that the defense will improve. But just to think about an elite offense mixed with this defense, dude, is, it makes you smile.
1: If, if you ever, if going into the playoffs, we get the offense from the first six weeks with the defense from the last seven, forget it. It's, it will take a heroic effort to beat us.
0: They would take Aaron Rodgers and Lambo did.
1: Yeah, and that's because our offense isn't good in the cold, so they wouldn't play up to that the standard that we had in the first six weeks.
0: Yeah. All right, Mike. Here's uh, our one word for this week. Use one word to describe Dallas's three-game win streak.
1: Oh, three. Oh, well,
0: right, uh, let me phrase that properly. Dallas's three-game win streak has been
1: blank. Um. Uh, You know what? This word works because I was doing it for the one game because I was in a hurry. I didn't really notice the thing, but it works anyway. Ho-hum. Ho-hum. I mean, you know, the defense was great but didn't really play great offenses. The offense was mediocre but played pretty good defenses and didn't need to, you know, be great. Uh, Special teams did its job. Ho-hum. You know, it's winning three on the road, It hasn't been done since 1969 by Dallas. So I don't want to make it like, you know, you could easily have lost like Tampa did or like Arizona did. So don't get me wrong, but it was ho-hum.
0: It's funny that you're saying that, Mike, because when I was trying to figure out my word, I was referring to my wife. I was like, babe, what do you think about this? Does this make sense? And I was like, well, what about this? And I was like, you know, the reason I keep asking you, babe, is because Mike, his, his vocabulary far exceeds mine. you know he's always coming up with unique words I want to try to impress him and I finally found one maybe not that impressive but different that I thought you might you might uh, catch you off guard that you look wow that's a good one mine is humdrum (laughs) (laughs) you so hum I go with humdrum it's just funny how
1: that worked out Uh, that's amazing yeah that's yeah first of all good word but second it's just funny that it's that's basically what it's been yeah
0: and for those who don't know, humdrum, lacking variety, boring and dull. Okay, now I don't want to say this has been boring because the defense has been very exciting, right? But with the Dallas offense scoring only five total touchdowns in the last three games, Kellen Moore being in a play calling funk and back in the receivers being out of sync, this Dallas three game win streak has been humdrum for me.
1: Yeah, that, that, we're basically saying the same thing. Exactly. Oh.
0: <laughs> Maybe I'll get you next time
1: yeah that that no yeah humdrum's good i like it it's just funny that it that we we typically don't i don't know we have more separated word not that we don't mean the same thing but the words are more you know this one was pretty much both of us are like
0: eh. yeah well here we are we're with a uh, top five and i want to give a shout out to damian scott aka Matt scientist FF on twitter uh he is Selecting our top five category for today, and he's been killing it lately. He's been killing it lately. I'd highly recommend him as a follow on Twitter. Mike, today we will be discussing our top five streaming services that can be paid or free. They can be movies, shows, music, or any source of entertainment. So, without further ado, Mike,
1: what is number five on your list? Five. I wanted to look at my Roku because I had my top four. And I was looking through. I was like, okay, Peacock has WWE Network now, so that's pretty good. Um, Hulu has uh, Handmaid's Tale, which is nice. I really like that show. It has some. It has other ones too that are very good. Yeah. Uh, ESPN obviously is ESPN. But when I went through, I finally came to HBO Max.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Because it has the, you know, it has some really big movies this year. Uh, that can't, I mean, matrix is about to drop on there.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, and then, uh, uh, you look and it has DC Titans. Um, uh, I'm just now soprano bl- Sopranos, obviously wire. I'm just blanking on the one that I raised by wolves. I really enjoyed that. So on the fly, I am going to, cause Hulu was my first thought, but I'm taking Hulu out and I'm going HBO max. Sorry, Hulu. Number five for me, Mike, is going to be
0: Amazon Music. I have uh, the playlist for my, my wife and I are like wedding slash honeymoon playlist that we listen to on the way to Galveston when we're celebrating our honeymoon and everything. And, you know, you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to music, obviously. So number five for me is, is going to be Amazon Music. Nice. Number four, HBO Max. Of course, ah, you've, got there movies, we go. you've got the shows. But then what I've really been enjoying, I didn't think I would enjoy it very much, but it's been surprisingly good has been the uh in season um what what was the show Hard Knocks? The in season Hard Knocks with the Colts. Yeah. It's been nice.
1: Yeah, it's been really good. The, the Hard Knocks with Dallas was good and now Hard Knocks with uh with the Colts. I, I even think the in season ones even better. I they made they may want to stick with that every year.
0: Yeah, for sure. it's, it's been entertaining. What's number 4 on your list?
1: Number four is Apple plus or Apple TV plus, whatever it's called. I like the Apple showing it. The only reason it's not third or second part of my TV coming on that likes the football game, obviously. Uh, the reason it's not is cause it's kind of newer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it doesn't have the longevity of shows, but man, um, servant, uh, defending Jacob, I think was one with Chris Evans where his son's on trial. It was, uh, incredible, uh, they morning show season one was really good. Season two is okay. Um, it just, it has some really, really good shows, uh, that I'm going to The shrink next door with Dude, Paul Rudd. That's so bad. I just finished that. It's excellent. And so I, I really liked Apple plus and I, I have a feeling it's going to jump up even higher. The more shows I get into it, it's just that it's newer to me than the other ones and doesn't have the, there's only one or two shows even that has a second season so far. C, with um Aquaman, Jason Momoa, all t- one of the best shows. So really? good. Okay, But there's, there's no, there's not even a show that has a season three yet. That's how new it is where mm-hmm. the ones that I have above it just have so much more content and have, have, have stuff that i've been with longer yeah i gotta put them ahead
0: and you still haven't started ted lasso yet right
1: no but i will i'm going to
0: i've been debating just getting apple tv just so i can watch that
1: yeah jason sudeikis the genius and that's what i'm saying like i haven't even got to that i'm on episode one of foundation like you know uh, i haven't seen um um the the astronaut one which I'm sorry, I can't remember the names, guys. I, I have so many streaming shows that's going through my brain right now. I watched The Witcher season two in like a day and a half.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. I've never watched just, an episode of that.
1: Witcher is great. If, and I haven't even, I know of the video game. I saw my brother play it, but I've never played it. And I still love the show.
0: Really? Okay. So it's based off a video game. Yes. Oh, that's very cool. All right. So Mike, what's number three on your
1: list? Number three is Amazon Prime. It has uh, probably the single best show streaming, uh, Marvelous Miss Mazel is absolutely the best written show streaming. I have This Is Us that belongs up there too. So I'm not just going to give them best all show because that one's really great, but it's just so funny. And they write funny characters for so many people. Um, it has good movies. Uh, uh, Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt is great goliath is a show with uh, billy bob thornton that's excellent i'm a big fan of prime there's there's so many other shows on there it's hard to i it's been forever going through every one but definitely prime belongs in the top five
0: what was the show with giovanni rubisi where he like steals somebody's identity that he was in prison with
1: oh man i don't think i've watched it yet but i bet you i have it in here let me see Go to your uh, three and then I'll find it.
0: Yeah, because I started to watch it and then I, because uh, I, I wanted to watch something about the, with the Cowboys. And once that was over, I, I canceled my Prime subscription, but I wish I would have kept it just to watch that. Number three on my list, Mike, it's, it's a classic. I would be, think everybody has this, Netflix. Currently oh, watching man. Cobra Kai with my wife. And it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Netflix really got us through some long nights during the pandemic where nothing was open you couldn't really do anything you know what i mean so uh we we got to watch some good shows and have some good laughs so it it has a, a special place in my heart
1: netflix and chill got us a little uh baby baby uh paul <laughs> i didn't even think about that <laughs> the, i think the show is called sneaky Pete.
0: yes yeah that's what it is that's, i have I don't a, know what i what it is dude. that's
1: like that's like a gangster movie I know you can't see it, but I have a a thing in my notes that is just shows that I need to stream. And it's labeled in each Apple TV, you know, each one that we have and and all the shows. And I mark movies, movies, show, show, Mm. and I go through. So I knew I could find it. I was like, I have that one on there.
0: All right, Mike. So number two on my list, is going to be Spotify, kind of similar to Amazon Music. There's some podcast on there that I don't find on amazon music that i listen to there but plus i also like being able to listen to like certain station stations that offer mixes and then like if you're friends with somebody and they have spotify like they can create a playlist of music and you can listen to their playlist so i just kind of like the I, I like that aspect of listening to you can listen to total strangers playlist or a friends things like that
1: that's crazy i didn't even know about that yeah it's honestly as much as I use Apple Podcasts and Apple Music. It's kind of a crime that neither of those made my top five. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's I didn't get music in there at all because I watch so much streaming, like TV and shows and stuff. So yeah. I was like well, I can't put these music things in here. But Apple Podcasts probably should have made it because I listened to so much on there. Right. But uh, they get they get uh, what do you call it? The notice. They get uh, the honorary mention.
0: One good thing about Amazon Music, also man, it's like when a CD drops, I can listen to five minutes after it's been released.
1: Yeah, really, it it is. It's it's. I I, I should. I probably should have got some of those on there. I went all shows. Yeah, I should. I should have went something else.
0: One thing I don't. I I shouldn't say I don't like, but I miss the experience of going to a store and buying the CD, opening it up, and like reading the credits and hoping there's a poster in there like on the cd cover and stuff and holding the cd in your hand kind of streaming has taken that away but uh you know the convenience is nice
1: have you ever heard of the game monster rancher Uh uh-uh. it was a game where it was kind of like monster hunter or pokemon and them where you would You would you have a little monster that you grow up and fight with them and everything. And the way you get got the monsters back in the day when when the first two came out is you would take your CDs or movies, put them in the system, they would be read, and then they'd create a a monster based on what movie or CD you put in the game. That sounds awesome, dude. Isn't that crazy? So you would put stuff in. My little brother just got it for the Switch, and now it's you have to type in a CD or song or something like that, and then they do it. But it was so cool to like put a put a CD in and watch it go. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, okay, yeah, we'll make you this monster off of it. Isn't that crazy? That's pretty awesome, dude. That sounds really fun. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a fun game. So it, it and it reminded me of like buying the CDs back right. old school, you know.
0: So what's number two on your list?
1: Number two on my list is the old faithful Netflix. Netflix. uh, I might share Netflix and chill too for, for a decade. So (laughs) that was, that was, that was always nice. And it just has such a library. The reason it's so high is the library of it is just, it's unmatched. Like I can, I can put all my other ones um, together of stuff that I haven't seen. And it wouldn't match my list for Netflix because there's just so much content on it. It's like insane. It's been around the longest. You know, I still have stuff that I could go back like years and it and and I need to catch up on. So it's more the longevity of why it's first because nowadays I do believe Apple Plus overall has better like new original shows. Their mm-hmm. shows have been like, holy crap, these are good compared to like oh yeah another netflix one like that's good but they just have so much stuff that I that it it's sensory like you have to put it over everything else by sensory overload
0: right i'm like here we are with number one what's number one on your list
1: what do you think it is
0: disney plus
1: come on people did i even have to give the number one of course it's disney plus every disney movie every marvel every star wars I literally would get rid of every other streaming service I had if they made me only pick one for Disney Plus. So it's how good inc- was the
0: new, how good was the new Spider-Man?
1: Incredible. Maybe the best storyline in a in a comic book movie ever. Um it's it uh, it's exciting. It has all the action you want. So don't get me wrong, it's not a storyline based it just happens to be a great story within a, uh, a Marvel action hero movie. Uh, lots of laughs, lots of excitement. I cried two different times. I'm a crier in movies, so maybe others won't. But I definitely had to wipe away tears twice during the movie. It, was, it, it probably the best Spider-Man movie. I like to watch them more than once mm-hmm. before I decide, uh but it man it, it doesn't get a lot better than that. There's not more you can ask out of a non-Avengers where there's so many superheroes that it overwhelms you uh-huh. there's uh, with a with a superhero movie how it is now where the each each offset movie basically has two or three um of the heroes in it you know Guardians includes Thor now Doctor Strange has Wanda you know, uh, with, with this the way stuff is now like that, you can't do much better than what what Spider-Man did in that movie. And that's the most I'll say because I'm not I will not give away spoilers. I don't care.
0: So what were your thoughts on Black Panther?
1: Big fan of Black Panther. Uh I love the I love the homage to how they did the kind of culture of it. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. if you if you if you ask people the ratings of it, almost always, and not in a, in a a somebody's being racist and they don't like Black Panther just because it's Black Panther and what it is, but I'm saying legitimately people that watch it and like it, uh, African-Americans normally grade it higher. And the reason is because of how great they did of like doing a movie for that culture. Like no. it's, man, it's so good. And it's so sad that we don't get Another one with T'Challa with um um Chadwick Boseman. Uh-huh. God, it's just it's like it's unfair. Like like of course his his family and everything. It's the biggest loss, and and the way he he went through and did these movies, and now that we know he was sick the whole time he was doing them, what an incredible human being. But we all lost too. Like we lost the chance to see him as this character. Now, I don't have it ranked as high as others do. It's not in my top five, okay. but it does not mean it's not outstanding. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's really great. I thought this Spider-Man was better personally, but I would never be like, oh, you're crazy. Black Panther is better than, if somebody had Black Panther better, I'd be like, no, no. The only one you can't, don't tell me is better than Infinity War. Don't Don't go there. Infinity War is like, You know, and I wouldn't have it above Civil War either. But anything other than those two, if you made it like, oh, no, I like this better than Shang-Chi. Maybe I would vote differently, but I wouldn't argue. I'd be like, oh, yeah, Black Panther is definitely in that range. Like, I loved it.
0: I, I think as far as Black Panther goes as a movie as a whole, and then it just being one character, not like Avengers, like a kind of a mashup of all the characters of the standalone movie. I would have it probably in my top five, like with an Iron Man, and I'd have to, you know, I'd have to go through the Spider Mans. I haven't seen the new one yet, but I think I'd have it in my top five as like again standalone movie.
1: Let me go through standalone in my head real quick. Uh, I would have that would mean Black Panther's is better than any of the Iron Men.
0: Oh, really? Even the first one?
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: Because that's in my top five.
1: I I love the first Iron Man, but I like Black Panther better.
0: Okay,
1: Uh, I do think Captain America: Winter Soldier is better than. Yeah, that one's better than Black Panther. Um, damn. See, I'm the only one that's going to say this, and it's kind of unfair because I just love Paul Rudd. I was was
0: hoping you were going to say Ant Man. I thought you were. I would have
1: Ant Man better, but I'm probably one of very, very few people. And I would not argue with them. If you put somebody else in Ant-Man's spot, there's no way you put it over Black Panther. No mm-hmm. way. It's just, for me, I like Paul Rudd. So I guess I would, but I wouldn't argue there. Obviously, it's better than Captain Marvel. It's better than Black Widow. Um, does Shang-Chi count as a as a standalone? I would think that- so, right? Yeah, well, I like Shang-Chi I Chi better. It. Shang-Chi's really good. Okay. It's really good it's surprisingly funny like how and it's beautiful like shot like a marvel uh crouching tiger hidden dragon okay i'd have winter soldier shang chi above it ant-man is is a 50 50 i just happen to like the actor better the first ant-man yeah um i think that's it for standalones, right none of the thor thor ragnarok but it has hulk so is it really uh you know like like I guess if you put that, then Thor Ragnarok. So it would be in my top five of standalones. It would be a, above a lot, but Thor Ragnarok, Winter Soldier, and uh, those two would clearly be above it. And then I would argue for Shang Chi and Ant Man, but I, but in my head, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't argue with anybody that that Black Panther was better. they they're all around the same rating for me.
0: And then Spider Man No Way Home would be number
1: one. Spider-Man No Way Home would be probably maybe just under Winter Soldier.
0: Okay. Wow. Winter
1: Winter Soldiers. Come on, man. That that movie is so good. Oh, my God. Oh, the standalones? You just can't match the action that comes in that. Now, Black Widow's in that. So, I mean, you could – but like I said, nowadays, the standalones is typically at least two of the superheroes are in it. So – Right. It, it, the, the best you're gonna do is that. Ragnarok has Hulk, a uh, Spider Man has Doctor Strange. Like you're just you get the first Spider Man has Iron Man. You know, so it's, you're just you're you're gonna have two guys in it. There's no way you're just gonna have the one one person doing stuff. You know, so yeah, I would have Black Panther in my top five, and I think Spider Man would be pushing for number one up there. It it's really fantastic. I can't wait for you to see it.
0: Yeah, my wife and I are gonna go see it this week.
1: It's it's great.
0: So you know, number number one on my streaming service list here, Mike. I'm going YouTube. Reason being is all the variety of content. Like you can learn something. I like to watch, you know, if I want to learn how to cook something, I can watch that. My my son, I can put on baby Einstein's. He can he can watch some things about animals, counting, letters, numbers, whatever. Uh if I just want to watch somebody try like a, a new snack or something, like a sandwich, a burger at a fast food place i can watch them try see see what they think i mean just all the different experiences you can have from watching it and it being free it's just really cool and i I like how you can watch so many different things in a short span of time
1: youtube should have beat out hbo max for me i cannot believe i forgot you know it's so it's so prevalent that you don't even think about it as a streaming like it didn't even come when you said it i was like oh duh yeah I mean, it's literally you can be a what an electrician if you have youtube like i fix shit like viruses on my computer how do i get rid of this boop 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 follow it do this do this do this eliminate it and you all of a sudden you're like damn i could have went to school for four years or just looked up how to do some of this shit on youtube like right YouTube should have made the list. I I didn't even think of it as a streaming like that. That that definitely belongs.
0: Yeah. You know, I wasn't sure how much YouTube you watch or don't watch.
1: Yeah. I'm a, I'm big YouTube, like all the Dallas stuff. Um, Kavanaugh's on there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the show with Brian Broaddus and, and the homeboy from one Oh three, five or one Oh five, three that I, I can't remember. Yeah. The boys collective. Mm -hmm. That's what it's called. That's on there. The sounds on the sidelines. No, oh, I um, love that. If you're stuck on a video game, or you're replaying a yes. video game, and you, you know, you've played the video game, so you don't have to worry about spoilers. But you want to go back through it, you know. You can just have it on the walkthrough, and just it helps you go through everything. Yeah, YouTube absolutely belongs. I didn't even think of it as a, as part of this. It, it definitely belongs up there.
0: Absolutely. Well, this is a good discussion as always. Mike, I know you're chomping up the bit to get out of here. You've got, you've got a uh, big trip ahead of you. Before I'm you get not, tri- you're not I'm chomping not. up the
1: bit. Because I I don't leave till tomorrow around 10 a.m. So I'm like, I might as well like I I told him I want to work today. So I can go into work and torture my <laughs> poor POS lady. Torture the poor, poor Brenda, uh, who will never listen to this. But sorry, Brenda, did she have to put <laughs> up with me? <laughs> uh and uh torture my best friend and uh you know they got me through part of the day then this got me through another part and now the the problem is is like i gotta get that that 12 hours from 10 p.m to 10 a.m yeah it's br- oh god i have to go check my wheelchair yep i gotta get out of here stop taking up all the time paul <laughs> i gotta go let's go
0: well mike while we're getting you out of here We
1: we'll let the people know where they can find you on twitter at cd piglet guys nice
0: and easy Guys, I am Paul Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. We appreciate you joining us and we'll see you guys next week.